The following is a Stick Boy We Talk production. The following contest scheduled for one fall. I am the man. If you're some man, what the rock is talking. What it is, what it do, welcome to the One Fall Podcast via Stick Boy and Weep Talk Podcast. Joshua Adam Way and with the ultimate babyface, Mr. Joel Johnson. It's funny, we, what, the main subject we've come to talk about, we actually talked about a few days ago. It's funny how things work out. Sure is. And the futurist, the one and only, Morton. Yeah, it's just the one and only, much like Billy Gunn. <laughs> so, you know, you guys did a fantastic show last night, and I don't think any of us anticipated that we would be back for a show, yeah. uh, you know, 24 hours. Well, we missed you that much, Josh. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Um, but then WWE cuts a guy that this time last year main evented a pay-per-view with another guy that's no longer in the company with one of the biggest groups post uh, say the shield in the company in the past decade. One of their biggest draws that they put lots of money into one of the most creative minds in the company. They have let go of Bray Wyatt for budget concerns. And by the way, Bray was advertised on Monday night raw on August 9th. Guess that's not happening anymore. <laughs> Our subject to change. Uh, it, it's so this I saw this first I was about to take like a little phone break I was going to do some research on some uh, creative projects that I'm working on and then I was like well let me check Twitter just once before I go and start working on stuff and sure enough you see the words Bray Wyatt's been released and we've talked about this off air me and Josh and we've talked about you know Bray's kind of been MIA Bray the beginning for Bray like the last Basically, from when Bray got paired up with Seth and then Goldberg, it all just kind of circled a toilet bowl. Uh, the match with Cena, I really enjoyed. I believe Josh did as well. Morton, I think you were so-so on it, if not didn't. Yeah, you mean the, the cinematic match? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was and then, so-so. And then he disappeared. And there are rumors floating around his mental health and everything like that. Nothing's been verified yet, so I don't want to really get into anything that's not verified. And frankly, it's none of our business what personal. Well, even the Randy feud, he really wasn't ever there for the WrestleMania Randy feud. He did one or two things, but it was mainly Bliss that did the stuff with Randy for the feud. Like, it's probably the least we've ever seen an opposing opponent for a WrestleMania feud ever. Because I think Bray made two appearances. Before facing Randy? Yeah, it was something like that. That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I now mean, that you mention it. We, we, have, we have the factor in there that he did lose someone very close to him and Brody Lee and was very sudden. Um, so we don't fully know what's going on, but this is this this release happened and we talked about Bray coming back or Bray needing some more time away, not sure what was going on. And then you kind of hear that Bray's coming back in August. You're like, oh, okay. And then he gets cut for budget cuts. It's to save money for the poor put upon WWE who doesn't make a cent. 
<laughs> and by the way, too, if you remember, I know it's a while ago, but Postmania, he did do a Firefly Funhouse after losing to Randy and Mania. And it seemed to set up this idea of him being an evangelist. That kind of seemed to be the next side. And there'd been some merit that he, you know, had developed this evangelist type of character going forward. Um, and uh, I obviously now that's not going to happen. We'll see what happens going forward. But he'd already he'd always been thinking of ways to evolve the character, right? He had looked at the right mask to find and the right suits to find and WWE would just add the wrong things like the red lights and other the way they booked that hell in the cell with Seth, which I think was really the death of the character uh, as far as where the popularity went. There's no doubt that Bray is one of the most, if not was the most creative talent that they had on staff. And now that is also gone. And, you know, I talked with Joel about this more. And, um, you're looking at a company now that potentially is going to have CM Punk in August for a huge pop. Daniel Bryan in September for a huge pop. And then Bray Wyatt in uh, the next month or, you know, maybe a little bit in November for a huge pop. And by the way, the um, the the day that the 90 days is up is Halloween. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know what? Um, somebody messaged me right away um, as soon as this happened. They saw it. They said, you know, if there's one person that could replace the the uh, Brody Lee as the leader of the Dark Order, yeah, you got it right there, like it's... yeah. Just imagine he can show up with Eric Redbeard and Strowman. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. It's yeah. uh, like you say, he is an incredibly creative mind. I always wonder if I've always wondered, like, because let's face it, his feuds of being a nightmare, his matches of being nightmares. I think a couple of years ago, I think you and I both voted him best gimmick and worst gimmick in the same year. And he's going to get worst feud of the year this year. Like, I'm not going to try to, like, sugarcoat. Like, Bray may still be the worst wrestler and the worst feud of the year this year, which is hilarious. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be worst wrestler, but he might be. Well, I mean, there's still time for an Alexa Bliss feud, and we'll have to figure That's out where true. she's I mean, we too. do have Eva and the Bliss going on right now with the yeah. Lily Lucian. But... Uh, you know, I mean, I always wondered to myself, what could this guy do if 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 he WWE seems like he seems to come up with great stuff, and then WWE creative gets involved and it's awful. Mm-hmm. And I always wondered to myself, you know, what could this guy do if it was his creativity without the terrible, awful WWE creativity getting involved and you know taking out of his hands and us having you know Finn Balor and and Sister Abigail and all this. You know, like you say, the Seth Rollins, just the just the everything that they do that is just awful creatively with this guy because it, I don't like it when wrestling gets too too supernatural. Like mm-hmm. it, and, and, it, and more, it takes me out of it. It takes it takes me out of the reality of the moment. Some Raider reporters are reporting today with Bray, you know, being released that there was that he had pitched some ideas to the Raiders because if people don't know that Bray is a huge Raider fan. That he wanted to do a giant Raider type of entrance at SummerSlam with Derek Carr and some of the other Raiders, and WWE said that's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good idea because we're playing to cut you, or it's just not a good idea because it's a good it's idea. It's just not a good idea. Yeah, you're you're, you're you're you have your character. It would make no sense for you to come up with football players. I get again. These are just people that are around the Lions stadium that are within the Raiders organization. He, he, and I, it, you know what it probably is because he's built a relationship with Derek Carr 
some of the other Raiders, it's mainly because he probably went out of his way to talk to the Raiders about it and not WWE about it. Yeah, that yeah. that sounds like the type of thing that they would do. Yeah, hold so, that against them. So the you you have that, but like you you go back to when Bray first debuted as the Fiend, and the pop. And the reaction he got at the SummerSlam, I watched that match twice. I was mm-hmm. just enthralled with what they did there in that moment. And, I mean, the one thing that Sean Ross Sapp had reported from Fightful.com, I remember a whole lot of let's play out and this won't ruin Bray uh, tweets from fans after Hell in a Cell 2019 and the Goldberg loss. Meanwhile, wrestlers were messaging me confused or upset. One even held off making their creative pitches after seeing how Bray was treated. Mm. So it's so people are seeing this. The wrestlers are recognizing this and going. Look what Mickey tweeted, right? Yeah. Mickey echoed it the best of just being like, oh, you wished him your best in your future endeavors, or you let a guy go that gave you a million dollar idea and then you completely butchered it and had no idea what to do with him anymore. Well, I mean, it's it's definitely that. So, you know, I mean, it's it's funny because as a wrestling company, there is two the two most valuable assets you have. Number two would be the wrestlers, mm-hmm. and number one would be the TV time. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's how you make new stars, and that's how you sell pay per views and everything. So, if I'm looking at this company, I'm thinking there's no stars left. Like they already have to bring in people outside the company. Like, there's just no stars left here, and there's nobody who's about to elevate into no. becoming a star. Uh, you no. know, except for maybe Big E, but even maybe Big E, exactly... maybe Finn. Those are the only two I can maybe say. I, I don't think Finn, but maybe, maybe, but yeah, maybe Big E. Smackdown is better. Book. Those guys aren't exactly new. Yeah. Those guys aren't exactly new, though. No, no. Because they have to go through the bullshit, Morton, right? Like, yep. look what just happened with Ricochet. You you fucking threw Ricochet apart after the loss to, to Brock. Terrible. He comes mm-hmm. back that four-week span for Money in the Bank. Raw's actually kind of good all of a sudden because of what Ricochet is doing with Morrison. And then he's one of the highlights of Money in the Bank, and he hasn't been seen since. Because it was literally Vince just being like, well, yeah, I just want a flippy guy, and now we're good. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. All it was. It's not that. That's it's not it actually. It's not actually. You know, about having a plan to use the guy. It's just you know, let's have a flippy guy for a little while because we need it for this match. So why would you want? Like, if you're a talent, what would make you feel creatively fulfilled with it? I mean, you're seeing these guys that like. You know, Strowman was in Mania with the McMahon, right? And now he's gone. And. Bray was main eventing with Strowman this time last year. Was the feud good? No, it was my worst feud of the year. But still, that's where creative had their plans laid out was with those assets at the top for SmackDown to carry SmackDown during the pandemic. These were guys that they entrusted to go with during the pandemic. And, you know, we just had the the earnings call. A few interesting things here, and then I'll let you guys kind of run off of these. Number one, we're not going to take quarter two into 2020 into uh, sand because – of the pandemic and with the way funds go. But from 2019 to now with fans back and everything like that, it's been a 20 plus 20 million plus surplus of income coming to the company. And on October 21st for their global standard event, which is they're calling Saudi, it's another 50 million in pocket. So there's all that extra money. We know the money that they're getting 
on the cable side of things as well. Uh, and that's going to get interesting because, and this is the last thing that one of you guys can carry on. We had the Vince McMahon versus um, the United States of America thing come out, right? Rupert, Rupert Murdoch was mentioned in that, which was very, very curious because, as many know, he is the owner of Fox still, right? Um, but Fox is apparently not happy because they let CM Punk walk to AEW and they haven't been happy with the ratings because they thought it'd be at least a 2.5. And from some of the stuff I'm seeing, Fox is pretty pissed that they let Bray Wyatt go because even though he was on Raw, it was an asset they, they knew that he did do okay and that they could use him on SmackDown. So it sounds like well, Fox is starting to get really pissed off with the company now as well. So It comes back to, down to, though, the, talk about television time. You've invested all this television time in this guy. That makes him an asset. Yeah, you've invested all this. Te- like I say, if it's the sec- if it's the most valuable asset you have is television time, and you give it to a character constantly, uh, you know, at, at, at that level, then you, if you throw that away with absolutely nothing, no match to blow it off, no loser lose town match, anything, it, it's just it's just poor a poor way to do business. And now Bliss is just who she is, I guess. Like, that's the weird thing, too. It's kind of this, like, empty I don't, thing with Bliss. I think she'll, makes... No, they'll keep doing it because they oh, I know. really love the... Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird now. Like, she doesn't have that tie to Bray, right? No. But they love they love that supernatural stuff that the crowd hates. They mm-hmm. love Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Joel? So you you got to look at this and you look at what what they're they're positioning themselves. It, they have more money than they know what to do with, mm-hmm. and they they clearly want to keep saving and saving and saving and saving. By Obviously, the way, before you go, Joel, it sounds like Eva Marie's contract is two point five million. Continue. What? Yeah. So yeah, I'm just saying budget cuts, but there's that. So you're you're doing all this stuff, but if I'm someone someone that I would consider a potential big star in pro wrestling, Adam Cole, you're sitting in NXT right now. Why in God's green earth would you want to go up and take a chance in the main roster? Well, not only that, but why would you feel any loyalty to this company? Yeah, because they don't feel they any loyalty to this. Like NXT was not mentioned in the earnings call once. Paul Levesque was not used in the earning call once. If you remember in 2018, Paul had this whole globalization of what they were going to do. That seems to have been scrapped now. And it seems like Vince is like, fuck you, Hunter. You screwed me over. You lost to AEW. I'm not trusting you. NXT can go away. And he really just kind of has this four apocalypse of the horse uh, of the, of the apocalypse with Vince, Stephanie, um, Nick Khan, and, and then not done. And then this other person they hired with Khan. I can't remember her name, but that seems maybe it's George Barreos, even. It's those four. And anybody else, they are not in that circle. And you gotta, you gotta wonder what's gonna happen because NXT was arguably one of the biggest parts of what kept the WWE network and WWE going nice and strong for a long time. Outside of the there was points where it was outdrawing WWE pay-per-views. Yep, yep. Oh, absolutely. And to the credit, it's partially because of the women that they had there, and then they moved up to the main roster. But there was a point where NXT was one of the hottest things in pro wrestling, 
And now they're like, oh, you didn't count. You you didn't destroy AEW. Now I'm upset with you. Like if they, because I I think we can all agree that I think there is a sale coming. Making cuts like this, there has to be. There has to be because this is what Nick Khan does. This is what he did at CAA. Is fattening the goose, fattening the pig, and then putting lipstick on and going, see, this is a perfectly good pig. And but here's but here's the thing. If I'm a company, I go, huh, what assets are there? Television time and wrestlers. You have lots of television time, but where's the wrestlers left? Morton, it's 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 the WCW side of it to me, even. It's I don't care. I don't even know if I want to keep the company. I just want the tape library and the name. Anything else, I'll fucking I don't know. Yeah, I don't fucking know if true. I want it. Like, if I'm like Disney, for example, it's like I don't really want to fucking run a wrestling company, but I'm cool having WrestleManias on my on Disney. But I don't, may not want to run a wrestling company. I'm good. Like, it's a WCW <sighs> situation of having the WWE name and the WWE library. And that's another thing too that Fox is pissed off. Fox is not like the promotion of Peacock, Peacock. being promoted because Disney doesn't like the idea of Peacock being promoted. Hard to blame them. Yeah. So they've kind of overthought a lot of the standards where they're where they're coming with with everything. You, this, you know, in many ways, the, the comparison grows stronger and stronger to like 99, 2000 WCW compared to uh, 99, 2000 WWF. And the rules are... One of the things you have to keep in mind is one of the things that got WWF over at the time was that the WCW released Mick Foley, released Steve Austin, released X-Pac, released Paul Levesque. You're right. Um, Chris. Yeah. Jericho, Benoit, uh, Eddie Guerrero. Yep. Yep, Guerrero. They released all these guys, and WWE picked them up and made them bigger stars. And they, even Kevin and Nash a lot of and Razor in the early time, right? Yeah, Kevin Nash. Yeah. There, it's that's the thing that is really funny to me is you know sitting there and going, how can you not know your own history and the history of the business? And you hit it there, Morton, because everyone's like, "Oh, we made our own stars," but you you kind of didn't because you're doing exactly what. AEW is doing now, like you kind of did the heavy lifting of integrating Steve Williams and Paul Levesque into the business, and then he just became Stone Cold, and then he became Triple H under your guidance. But you guys had those talents, and you could have kept a Paul Levesque and a Stone Cold and a Chris Jericho and a Six Pac and a lot of these guys around, but you're the ones that just and and, for, and Ron Simmons for that matter, and but you just kind of let them just walk out the door, kind of like. You're letting some of these guys just walk right to WWE now. And I mean, exactly. like, I, because uh, I, when we do shows, I always try to keep tabs, see if there's any breaking news. You look at something s- simple and small, like uh, Mojo Riley had just put out saying that I'm working with EC3, doing some work with uh, old arch nemesis uh, Broski and Matt Cardona, Chelsea Green, and Kalisto are with us. We've got a bunch more. Andrade, we're lining up gigs left and right. So guys are seeing, even the low-level talent, are seeing that I feel like it's greener pastures outside of WWE. Unless you're Roman Reigns, unless you're a top, top-end talent that they fully want to get behind and build around, you're better off getting the hell out of WWE. And that's where I, I 
I wouldn't be shocked if we saw more talent leaving because again, they don't value the people like Bray spent his own money. Bray mm-hmm. put his own money into his gimmick. He invested in this. He said, I'm going to invest in this for you guys to make a better product. I'm going to invest my time, resources, energy to make this work. I'm going to invest and work hard and really try to make something good for you guys. And this is what he gets in return. So anyone that is not named Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Sasha, why? Randy Orton. That's about it. I guarantee you Cesaro really regrets signing that contract right now. Just imagine what he could do as Claudio right now. And I mean, the wrestling landscape outside of WWE is wide open. Everything, there's so many possibilities on the table. I mean, we, we absolutely could end up in a world where Kenny Omega and Jay White wrestle. We live in a world where Tanahashi and Kenny wrestle again. Like, there's so many possibilities. You look, Moxley on uh, New Japan of America is going to have a tag team match against the Good Brothers, and is he has a mystery tag team partner, and they're theorizing that it's either going to be uh, Sammy Callahan or Eddie Kingston. So Eddie Kingston could make his New Japan debut. Mm-hmm. Like, the possibilities are endless for these talent, and there's more money to be doing this. There's more opportunities to build a legitimate <coughs> legacy as opposed to just sitting there going like, Jolly Willigers, WrestleMania season's here, all hands on deck. Oh, WrestleMania's done, and you're cutting me. But I was in the main event. But what? what? I, I, just, I just don't see a world where it's, it's worth it anymore to be like, I have to be signed by WWE. I think you can make better money in Ring of Honor. I think you make better money in Impact. Just because based on you have more control, there's more merch avenues that you can travel. If you work hard, hustle, and grind, as an independent wrestler, I feel like you're in a better spot than you would be in WWE sitting and catering. Look at Danhausen. I, I I will keep bringing him up. I love Danhausen. I want more from him. Josh, you Very love Danhausen. Very evil. <laughs> Morton, have you seen any of Danhausen? No, I haven't, no. Oh, Very well. evil. We're... Uh, my two recommended for you, uh, Morton, listen to the Chris Jericho podcast that he did first. Okay. And then go listen to the Conan O'Brien one that he does. Because okay. the, the Jericho one is in character, but the Conan one is not in character. But he talked about his gimmick and how he has modeled a lot of the character after Conan O'Brien and Mr. Burns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he, he, he said on the Conan podcast, he's like, Basically, I'm what Conan O'Brien would be as a wrestler. And, and Conan, it already yeah. sounds, Joel, by the way, that Conan has pro, uh, uh, ideas for him for the HBO show. Oh, really? Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's, yeah. that's so great for Dan Housen. I, yeah. I'd be so happy if they, they used him in, uh, in segments. Because I, I, just watching his videos, it's just hilarious. And Jer- I, I think Jericho's going to want to do something with him. Like, yeah. that's the thing. You see a Dan Housen. And me and Josh. I've tequila on my mind all day. So, I, by the way, Morton, if you don't know, he does like the dan dan dan. He te- he sings tequila and gets the crowd to sing with it. And then when they <laughs> say tequila, he kicks someone in the head and pours teeth down their throat. Huh? Hey, whatever gets whatever gets over with the audience. Yeah, and to, and DK can obviously afford that. Anyway, sorry, Joe, I interrupted you there. 
uh, like you see a guy like Danhausen, you see a guy like Jungle Boy, you see a guy like Darby Allen, you see a guy like Eddie Kingston. None of these guys would work in WWE. None of them, because there is zero, zero faith in this product. And because you and they bring it back to the main subject of Bray Wyatt's release, you look at what he did. He took a chance. He took a gamble. He's he's a weird out there character. You look at how he's treated, and you look at imagine how they treat someone like Darby Allen. Imagine how they treat someone like Danhausen. Someone like Orange Cassidy. Any of those guys would be mistreated, mishandled, and it just it would kill off the gimmick. Partially because it's not created by WWE, so we gotta build you back up, pal. It's stupid. Yeah, so I, I guess, it, and I don't know who the next casual, I mean, Morton, Joel and I talk because Becky hasn't been on Raw now, and I don't know, like, I mean, it's weird how she maybe fit into this match at SummerSlam now. As I guess it's a four-way, which I think is a terrible way to bring Becky back. If you do Becky, you want a one-on-one. Joel and I were joking, like, well, Becky will get cut tomorrow. Well, that's hard to imagine, but all of a sudden, nothing feels impossible. Nothing, I mean, it, nothing it, feels it, possible. The only ones like you, like you were saying, Joe, like it feels like Sasha, Roman, the Horsewoman are only the ones that I feel safe about. Randy Orton, and I guess Randy, Orton, Randy Orton, Orton is safe, and yeah. Seth. Yeah, I, I don't think even, I don't think any NXT talent is safe. I don't think there's anyone in NXT that you can say, ex- except for maybe Joe. The only reason why you feel like anybody in, in NXT might be safe is because Hunter still it's like let's remember, Joel would be Joel would be gone if it wasn't for Hunter. Hunter right? So Hunter I mean, called them right away and said, What the fuck are you doing apparently? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and so I mean if he has the control to make sure no, don't cut Adam Cole. I don't know if he does or doesn't, but if he does then then it'll be different. But I mean if I'm in WWE, like, can you imagine if you're sitting there every single day worrying, am I next? Am I next? You're seeing your you friends go one by like? one and then being happier. Yeah, some of you are probably thinking to yourself, am I next? Oh, no. Oh, no. And some of you are probably thinking, am I next? Please. Please. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you, you look at... Uh... There was a Twitch stream with Adam Cole, and it looked like he had uh, he had just gotten some news, and that was around the time that Tyler Breeze got released. And he was really quiet, and he didn't say a whole lot there. This has got to be kicks to the uh, just low blows for these guys, and it's got to be. That's the one you and I keep on talking about, Joel. If you cut Woods, oh my God. He, I think the new day is untouchable, but I mean it is Nick Khan. Nick, and that's the thing. I don't think this. We can't put this at the feet of Vince. I don't think it's Vince. I really don't think Vince. Obviously hey, at the end of the day, the buck stops with Vince. He hired this guy. He's given him a directive. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think these cuts are coming from Nick Khan. I think, oh, Nick Khan. I think that's, that's true. Vince signing off on him. So they, they, there's his hand in the cookie jar. Because Vince I just, is just trusting him. Because there's no way Vince McMahon would cut Braun Strowman. Not in a fucking million years. Vince McMahon would cut Braun Strowman. Well, the it was fun. Uh, an interesting fact came out from uh, Strowman's uh, Instagram that uh, in his right or left leg, he is now fifteen percent paralyzed in one of the legs. Oh, from an injury that he had suffered. 
So he has a 15% paralysis in one of his legs. So maybe he doesn't wrestle again then. I don't know. Do you guys remember the very end of Wrestling with Shadows? The very end scene. It's been a second. Remind me. It's Bret Hart sitting there going, I guess it's like it always has been, no matter what you've done for the company. No matter what. He's sitting there with Stu, you know, and they're walking off as they walk off, and he's like, at the end of the day, you're just a piece of meat to them. You're a mm-hmm. horse, and if the horse needs to be put down, they'll go and put a bullet in your head and not care. Yeah, that hasn't changed, obviously, because if, if this guy got hurt working for them and for for doing everything they ever asked of him and the, the treatment is release him. I mean, after signing a five year extension. Yeah, exactly. It's just ridiculous. And that's and that makes me think that there's again, there's no reason if you're if you're a guy like. I mean, see, a guy like Kevin Owens, I sit, sit there and go, he grew up wanting to be in the WWE. That's all he ever wanted. His Sorry, whole life Adam was Cole. to be in the WWE. Be intercontinental champion, really. Um, Sammy, Sammy Zayn, I think he'd probably be sitting there if he got released, go, cool. I don't think he'd mind. A guy like Kevin, like Kevin Owens, though, I think is the type of guy who would be worried about it. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I mean... The the thing though with uh, the one thing that I, I think would alleviate uh, Ko's uh, mind a little bit is he'd have an instant job at AEW. There'd be no way the box wouldn't be like we have to bring him in. And I think any good wrestling mind would see, oh, Kevin Steen's free. Yeah, no, come on board, man. You can package pile drive people and you can do do whatever you're gonna do here. <laughs> yeah, but I, if it's not what he wants, I know he'd ha- I know he'd be employed. And I know he's. Best mm-hmm. buds with the Bucks, but you know, I mean, he grew up. Where did he want to be? Wanted to be WWE introduction. Same with Adam Cole. That's that's why he's yeah. not with Britt right now at this point, right? I mean, and who knows what's going to happen if a call up or what happens? But you know, Cole said on that Austin podcast, all I wanted to do is be Shawn Michaels and headline WrestleMania. That's all I wanted. So that's why he didn't stick with the Elite when you know they were doing their stuff in Japan because this is all he wanted was to have that WrestleMania dream and. You know, I, I had debated Joel for a while. I, I think that dream is always going to sur- surplus people still, but I don't know how important that, that dream is anymore, to be honest, for a lot of these wrestlers. I think it's kind of gone away. I think it's going away more and more all the time. Yeah. And I mean, so the one thing that stood out to me was just the audience. Uh, but I did go to uh, an indie show here in Calgary, uh, Real Real Canadian Wrestling, uh, two Fridays ago. Uh and I had fun, but the, the one thing that stood out was I don't remember really seeing a single WWE shirt there. I saw an Orange Cassidy shirt. I saw a Hannah Kimura tribute shirt. Fair I nice. had on I had a Young Bucks shirt on. Another buddy had an AEW uh, Brody Lee shirt on. Like, and there was AEW hats. And the promotion everyone was talking about was AEW. They were talking about what AEW is doing and what what was happening. Kenny Omega, Hangman, Orange Cassidy. That was what everyone's talking about. When you want to go and like you get a group of wrestling fans and their main focus is the alternative that should tell you everything you need to know where you've got the small sample and you go, oh, the people that are going to spend money on an indie show are more into AEW than WWE. They're the ones that are going to travel and spend all that money on WrestleMania. 
we should be a little concerned because if those start to disappear and those ones stop spending money and spending the like the three or four day trip to WrestleMania, then you've got to be a little bit more concerned because that's hurting your wallet. That's, you would think so, but then again, they're making uh, twenty million dollars more than you know, and about to make another fifty million from Saudi Arabia. Like, yep. You know, they're making so much. They're, they're not paying, they don't see the forest for the trees. You know, no. they, they, they're making so much money right now. They can't see the long term of what the damage they're doing to their product. And, and there will come a point where it will have to come to a head. And AEW is, is I, I think we're all now waiting for AEW to pass them. You know, the AEW will not overtake them in in the popular culture. Like, even when WCW was ahead for 83 straight, straight weeks, if there was a brawl on a football field, they would say, it's like something out of the WWF. They would never say. Yeah. In fact, one time I, got, I heard a guy, one of the announcers, go, it's like something out of WCW, and like a hockey scrum. And, and I thought, wow, one time. Even, but that was when WCW was at its height. So they're not going to overtake wwf nobody's going to say it's like a scrum out of AEW. they'll they'll still say wwf it's going to they're not going to overtake it there but with the wrestling fans and with people actually paying attention and, and buying pay-per-views and watching television they're on their way to 2 million whereas wwf is on its way to 1.4 1.3 on raw you know and the it, good good on them because it's really hard to cheer for a company that treats its people the way WWE does. And I wish the company was better. I wish I could cheer for them. I wish I could, they would succeed because they were awesome. And we'd have two great companies competing. But mm. it's easy to cheer against them to see the type of behavior that they have. Well, I mean, you go back to this simple cut with Bray. Like, it's just a little thing like that that you go, or the, the garbage bag with Mickey. You hear these stories and they sour you more and more and more and more as a fan because you kind of go, well, shit, you guys are like even going back to the joke Vince did about releasing more talent and sure shit, they did it again. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's not a joke, Vince. This isn't this is people's livelihoods. This is taking food and money away from people. And I mean, it's always going to happen. You're always going to have jobs where there are layoffs that are going to happen. But when you're reporting record profits and you're making cuts going, sorry, we have to make budget cuts. People, any person will start to kind of go, do I really want to be here? And you see the outpouring for Bray. Bray seems to have been universally loved by that locker room. He seemed to have been one of the guys that everyone liked working with and being around. When you release more and more of those guys, you're going to have more and more people going, why do I want to come here? The next Darby Allen, the next Jungle Boy, the next John Cena-like person, there's going to be more of a question now on where you want to go. Because... Wrestling outside of WWE is thriving and is absolutely flourishing right now. And you got to kind of look at stuff like a Tokyo Dome and getting other big moments off a, a bucket list and go, do I want to go there? Do I want to go here? There's now a real legitimate question and a real legitimate debate for some talent. 
and they're going to see and hear stories about that AEW locker room. Not to say that the WWE locker room isn't good, because I'm sure that they have a lot of still good people there and good people that want to have a good product. But when you look at it and go, well, this has management that's let talent have a little bit more freedom, I think I'm going to go with the talent that has a little bit more freedom. And if it keeps growing and AEW keeps growing, they're going to just have more and more money. They're going to have more and more ways of using talent. And other talent have to see stuff like what they're doing with Kenny and uh, the video game with Audrey Edwards and everyone else working on it and go, that's really cool. They're they're not telling their talent, no, you can only be this one thing. They're like, okay, Kenny, here, we'll, we'll have you involved in this. We'll have you work this side. Hey, you want to go work Japan, Moxley? You go do it. Let's let's go and keep opening this door up. You want to do Impact, Kenny, with Callus? You want to do this whole storyline? Let's go fucking do it. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. The uh, AEW is the Tampa Bay Bucks, and uh, Green Bay, that's the WWF. You're getting the Aaron Rodgers uh, reference there, right, right, Josh? Yeah. One last dance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like so it's just so disheartening because like last night was like a, again it was a really fun SmackDown. I was like, okay, cool, really good SmackDown, good build to everything. I like where they're going, and then they just smack you in the face the next day. Like yeah. I can't even enjoy one day. Just one I day, know. Guys. It doesn't seem like because you remember how happy we were after Money in the Bank, Josh. We just mm-hmm. we'd done like a, a video call and watched the pay per view. And we're having a grand old time. And Cena came out. And we were just over the moon excited about all this. And then mm-hmm. the next day, the Karrion Cross and Keith Lee thing happened. You're like, oh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, I cannot, like, digest having, like, one good day with everything. Whereas AEW, you have a good, like, six days until you get to Wednesday. Yeah. Like, the last time it was bad was, what? When was the last time it was bad? Well, they've never been bad. I think their worst show I've ever seen, I would give a 6 out of 10. Honestly. Oh, and that was like the Saturday shows, right? Yeah, like they had some shows that were, yeah, like Saturday shows that had like 6 out of 10. Not bad. That, just just I think not special. Like, we're facing NBA Finals, like we're not going to really try right now. Well, you know, WWE being 6 out of 10 is a good week for them. Yeah. Well, Raw being a good 6 out of well, 10 Raw, is yeah. extraordinary. SmackDown, SmackDown's yeah. been a very good show. Yeah, and like now. I say, I, right now the product isn't that bad because they're building to SummerSlam. They got a little yeah. focus, yeah. but but it's smoke and mirrors, man. Mm-hmm. It's smoke and mirrors. well, and also, Morton, it's because they have Edge and they have Cena, and I hesitate to say this because I'm kind of Ron, but Sasha is getting to that almost part timer thing as well. Mm-hmm. But she's she's like dangerously close between those two sides i'm waiting for the big 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 cuts and uh like the, i'm waiting for them to basically shut down wwe nxt uk like completely yeah well because like i told you paul levec had that idea of global uh you know domination and that was brought up nick Khan just kind of said next question so that's obviously not on the on the chart anymore so they're just gonna i think you've seen it like you've seen more and more nxt uk talent are getting brought to WWE NXT now, right? The main NXT proper. And even... So, but, but, sorry, last thing, Joel. Nick Khan was even talking about how much the price of the PC was. So you can't tell me this isn't a fucking sale. Yeah, that's true. 
That's true. I would think that they would want to sell. If you're going to sell, I think you want to sell closer to WrestleMania season. Yes. So, yes. But yes. who knows? So, my question, if NXT UK, because that, that is probably the one that would probably get axed. Because I remember when Hunter had that map of NXTs all over, and NXT Japan, NXT India. And Mexico. Having, Mexico, having this expansion all over the place. And me and a buddy were sitting there, and we were talking, and we're like, this is long before AEW. Like, oh, this is great. They'll have, it'll be kind of like the territory days, where they'll have all these little, they own it all, but it'll be kind of like all these different spots that people can travel and they can do stuff. This could potentially be a really good thing. And it seems like this is now DOA. But I got a question for both of you. NXT UK gets scrapped. What do you do with the, the crown jewel of NXT UK as Walter? What do you do? Does he? Can you flip him and get him to come over stateside? Because that's something he doesn't really want. Can you get Walter to come over? No, he doesn't want that. My, my guess is you get Walter to come over and find a way to get him to come over and be here for like two weeks, three weeks, tape a bunch of stuff, have a couple matches, and, and then be gone for two weeks, three weeks. But they have stuff in the can that they can produce and put out for him or whatever. That's, that's, that's a guess. I, I, I'm guessing they'll find a way. Then I'm guessing he's gonna he's gonna uh, not get over the way uh, they think because he'd be badly booked, um, and uh, Vince McMahon will look at his body, and uh, six months after he's on Raw, or or SmackDown, he's cut. And then he and as far he can go and work in NX. Uh, he can go. Work I'm in looking the forward to him in New Japan. Oh. <laughs> Him. You're not supposed to get a boner on on air. It's unprofessional. Him, him versus Suzuki. Him versus oh, him versus Ishii. Him versus oh Boston. man, that would be the greatest match in the history of mankind. Him and Ishii. Him and that would Ishii. Be incredible. Him and Okada would be great him too. Him and Shingo. Him. Oh yes, uh, I think him and Tanahashi could have a good match too. Of course, Tanahashi's awesome. Yeah, like like I, I think he is going to show up in New Japan. That's ultimately my guess. Uh, within two years, let's say. Yeah, I I I I hope so. And I mean, him him versus Moxley. I'd love to see Walter versus Kenny. I'd love to see Walter versus Darby again, but on a bigger stage. Like there's there's a bunch of stuff you could do where Walter could come in and do like a single match, and that would be yeah, absolutely. And, and I think he could absolutely get over with the AEW audience. You have him come in and be like, okay, this is the monster you have to face, is Walter. Dude, he'd be over on day one with the AEW audience. WWE, I don't, I just feel like they're going to miss, he was, he was miss so the much vote. fun. Vince McMahon will miss the vote. Like I say, Vince McMahon will look at the body and, and just not Cringe. get it. Yeah. I uh, I I definitely think that he is he is a talent that you should be uh, readily investing in, and they won't because I think it, Bray Wyatt showed that he was a talent you should invest in. Agreed. I have like, nothing more to say on all this. You know, like I say, I mean, I think yeah, it's I think it. that's uh, I think that's a perfect time to wrap everything up. Well, what what do, what's your take on Walter? What do you what do you think happens with Walter? 
I think, you know, being a Brit and uh, being someone that has European family, uh, they're a stubborn bunch. So if you, uh, knows that from his family and on that side <laughs> of the world too. Uh, you know, you, you tell them if they say what they want to do something, they're going to be pretty stubborn with it. So, uh, I, I, I think he was pretty knowing where he wanted to go with everything like that. So I don't think anything's going to change. I mean, Brie Paisley's the same way. She didn't want to come to the United States, right? She wanted to stay in the UK. She was either going to go to school or become a rest and, and stay in wrestling. That's why she went to NXT UK. That's why she left AEW. Yeah, I think... I think I hope that uh, I hope the UK scene can flourish again. I hope it can become something because it's just better for wrestling when it's globally. The interesting question will be, and I don't want to open this because I know we do got to get out of here. But just like you're Paul Levesque right now, I know you're married to Steph, and I know you're McMahon, but there has to be some serious frustrations there. And he obviously will never go to AEW. But man, if he was not a McMahon, I do not think Paul Levesque would be in this company much longer. Well, there's no question. Not only, I mean, I think they would look at him and say, you, you were supposed to be the guy to take over the whole thing creatively, and mm-hmm. your creative wasn't even good enough to beat AEW with NXT. Which the, I don't think face is his. I think Vince got his, his digs in NXT a little bit, got his people around NXT. There's a whole bunch of reasons. I can't say Hunter had no, no yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. part of it, but there's a whole bunch of reasons, and Vince is definitely part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, thanks so much for everyone for listening. Check out everything on We Talk Podcast, Dick Boy, and Fresh Take. And it's, uh, until next time, folks, cheers and enjoy the day, people. Enjoy the day. Goodbye. And good night, Ben.